Welcome to season three premiere of How'd You Like That Movie podcast. I never would have guessed that we have gone this long That's what and this strong. So with no further ado, we're talking movies. We're talking Pearl, starring Mia Goth, David Cornsweet, and Tandy Wright, written by Mia Goth and Ty West, who also directed the film. Chris, I want more civilized people called Bohemian. I need, I need to be famous. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? As Scott said, it is also the first episode of season three, so woo to us. Uh, And we're kicking it off with our Hot Ghouls of Halloween special. Uh, So we're going to be talking about Ty West's prequel to X, um, obviously starring Mia Goth as our bloodthirsty female protagonist. So Scott, take us away. All right, first... um... I'm never going to say that title in terms of what you're you're saying. You're hot, whatever. Hot ghouls of Halloween. Yeah, yeah it just sounds stupid. It does not. Uh, Everybody else likes it except you, so shut your face. <laughs> and, and it can't be a special because we're technically doing for the whole month of October. It so. could be a special for the month of October. Like when you go to the grocery store and they have a special for the entire month. It is still a special. It is still special. Just like I I'm still special. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So with this film. Hey, hey, before we jump off, do you want to uh you want to tell the listeners what we were up to last night? And no, it was not kinky or exciting. Well, I guess you could say it was exciting. It, it might have been exciting, definitely wasn't kinky, so well, I guess you could have said it was kinky too. But uh <laughs> uh we were at the premiere of Shifted which is a local uh, produced by a local company. Chris hit him up with the com- production company name. So it was produced and directed, written everything by uh, local filmmakers over at Fable Forest Films. So if you guys are listening, uh, thanks for having us out. Uh, we look and uh, look forward to them being on the show in the next couple months. Boom. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So in terms of this film, um, I know normally. Why don't don't you give people the quick background about like how this fits into? Yeah. So, well, this—that's what I was going to say. Like, um, normally we don't with like brand new films, we don't usually spoil much, but we would have to do some spoilers on this one based on X, which was released this year, and this one as well because this is um, a prequel to the film X. Um, which was filmed kind of secretly while X was being produced because of COVID-19. So while they're in lockdown, um, they're like, fuck, we have this, you know, film crew here of Avatar, The Way of Water. And they're like, fuck James Cameron. We're keeping them for an extra two weeks and we're just going to film another movie. (laughs) And they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was greenlit by ATU4, which to tie West supplies. Uh, and yeah, and now if you saw X in theaters, um, 
upon first release, they did have like a, a little end credit, which was the trailer to this movie, which we unfortunately, when we went to go watch X, the trailer was taken off. But um, yeah, like so in terms of this film, go back, listen to our X film that me and you, I would say we were rave. I think we could say we <laughs> raved about that film, yes, we right? Did. And and actually, it's I think it's one of our highest downloaded episodes. Uh, but it might have to do with the fact that it had sex in the title, and therefore uh, there's a certain group of people out there that are listening to their pornography, and instead they got you and I talking about a movie, or maybe that's their thing, or maybe that's their thing, or maybe that's their thing. They're like nothing. Nothing turns me on more than Chris masturbating about himself and his production company while talking about a porn movie. <laughs> Hey man, gets me hard. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, if you're going to watch Pearl, and you're going for, you know, the same style as X was, where you're going for this, you know, gritty grindhouse like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that X was, you're gonna be extremely disappointed because <laughs> it's exactly not that movie <laughs> no like this like it's a choice that chai ty sorry ty west made and actually i do applaud it that he's basing these films off of the stylized of cinema for the decade that it's staged in like this movie is pretty much a fucked up wizard of oz where you know Instead of the scarecrow wishing he had a brain, he wishes he, he had, had a, a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and he, welcome again to Scott and Cock on How Do You Like That Movie. It's like your own little segment, Scott Cock. <laughs> Boom. Shock Scott Cock. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definitely, yes, it's got a, it's 100% basically shot to look like Technicolor. And that, mm-hmm. that vibrant, fuzzy, popping color like it like a technical yeah. i mean if you don't know what technical is like you said watch the wizard of oz that is how this film is uh from an aesthetic point of view it looks yeah it looks like there's a lot of there's a lot of um on location filming but it looks like a like half of it as well it looks like it was filmed in a like um Studio? on stage like yeah. on a production company to make it like exactly look like these 1920s films and the other thing the other choice i thought was super interesting is um you know by um putting this film in the 20s and while you're having it being you know filmed during a covid pandemic they're technically basing it when the spanish flu is hitting in which people were walking around with cloth masks anyway so that way you know with all these extras have to be masked up it makes sense right yeah and it looks really cool because like also those that those old school cloths masks kind of tied around the nose they're creepy like there's definitely Mm -hmm. like a creepy aesthetic that goes to that turn of the century like 1918 1919 kind of uh covid precaution right i mean it wasn't covid but it's spanish flu right so correct so yeah so in terms of that like visually I love I love this movie. Like the way he presented it, everything like that. I do have issue with the story itself. And I think it's only because 
you know, this is the origin story of Pearl, right? And you're watching X and you're like, this is the most fucked up, not only woman, but couple, because yes, Harold was helping in X, right? Like spoilers, you know, he for in X, you technically find out that yes, he would kidnap these men. And so she would be, you know, technically have their way with them and then he would castrate them and kill them. Yeah. And but, he's been doing this for a while. So yeah, he's been doing it for a while. But like once Harold becomes a character, or once you physically see him in the real real world, like him actually not like a a dream or anything like that, you're like, at what point did he not turn around and run? Yes. It made no sense, like in terms of you're, remember, point... and you're talking about Pearl. You're talking about like mm-hmm. in the film Pearl when Harold finally shows up and kind of sees yeah. what's going on. Instead of just being like, "Peace, I'm fucking out of here," uh, he does not. Right, because I think, yeah, because spoilers. That's the end of the movie, right? Like he shows up, she says hi to him. Like, or she's like, oh, I'm glad you're back or whatever the fuck it was. And then all of a sudden it's credits and it has like the creepy, like her just trying to maintain like a smile for the whole fucking end credits where, yeah, good job on fucking Mia Goth for that one. I, I can, I, I can almost see the, the tears were real on that one. <laughs> yeah. And so that was like one of my big, I, I agree with you. One of my big issues with this film is. So I understand, like you're, like you said, you're developing an origin story, so you need a little more time, right? Like you're not probably going to just jump into the like murder. Um, it isn't about porn, so there's not as much sex. But we are told in acts like Pearl, like you said, has this like weird sex fetish, whatever you want to call it. She definitely has like a sex drive, and and you you do see that start to come about. Because her husband is away at the First World War. This is where the whole skeleton, the skeleton, the scarecrow that you're talking about fits in. But that 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 was only good for so long, like this like lead up. And you're sort of like, okay, like I'm still here to watch a slasher film. Let's get to the slashy slashy. Um, as well, that whole stuff about Harold, you know, you're going into Pearl. You're like, okay, I'm gonna ha- I have these questions from X. I would like to have some of those questions answered and a lot of them were around the dynamic between her and Harold and I understand like you you would have to cover more decades in order to like answer all the questions but having him just show up the end it's like well because the next for those that don't know so A24 has already had has already greenlit the third film Maxine which then jumps back forward into and becomes a sequel to X in 1985 so I don't know how you can tell any more of the Pearl story because you can't use flashbacks. I mean, maybe there is a way to use flashbacks, but we're not even talking about Pearl anymore, right? We're talking about Maxine, who is a totally different person and she's not related to Pearl. So I don't know how we're ever going to get that interaction between Harold and her, sorry, Pearl and Harold uh, flushed out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that was kind of... Like, and I think because I was so enthralled with X and the story of X, like, and I probably, you know, I went in to this movie with way more like higher expectations because I was thinking this is going to be 
you know, set in the 1920s, whatever, but this is going to be a slasher Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, technically, you know, you know, natural born killers, but now in a horror movie where it's this couple where, you know, she seduces the men, you know, she fucks the men and he's slicey dicey's, right? Or she's slicey dicey's. But he also, deals with the, and then he deals with like the cleanup basically or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. And in and, and X as well, like you can, like Pearl was technically bi curious, right? Like you can tell that she, it didn't, it didn't look like it mattered in terms of really um, gender, right? She she just liked touching people and being touched and mm-hmm. wanted to fuck, right? Uh, and with this one, you, you, you don't really see that either, right? Like you see her getting, um, watching the, the porn that the projectionist puts on and you could tell that it intrigued her. Uh, but I think that was more, you know, to kind of tie the poor theme, porn theme from X kind of back to here where, you know, now she was at the epicenter of when porn was first being introduced, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And that was, but I don't know. I think stylized, great. Um, But yeah, and could be because they only really had, uh, like, I don't know how many drafts, but I'm guessing if, you know, this movie was being made at the same time X was because of COVID, they probably didn't really have a lot of time either to draft it out. It's just pretty much, okay, we have this set of money. We have these sets because these sets are what's here. We just got to like pull something out of here. Yeah. And that's quite possible. Like you, I agree with you. It would have been kind of cool to see more time elapse, right? Like you, you could like do the, you know, the beginning origin story in the first half of the film, have have her husband come home sooner and then we could almost like kind of skip down the road you know we could hit a couple decades of them kind of you know doing their thing killing people all the deviant sex stuff or whatever uh and it could have been just a hundred percent like a locations and money and time issue uh mia goth is one of the writers on this film and i believe she's going to be one of the writers on maxine as well um yeah this is her first writing and i think producing credit mm. is on this one like like and it it's it's something i guess well you would know more but like you don't really see i don't think you really see much where you know heat tai west was using uh mia in terms of you know you played this character like what do you think kind of this backstory is right and then them over zoom kind of building the story together in which you know based on whatever my performance or what i think was going on here 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 this is what i think she was doing here here and here right well yeah pearl Uh, i believe was a like they weren't even 100 percent sure they were going to use like make a film out of it originally they thought it could just be like backstory for the actor right just like this is kind of who the the person is and stuff like that um have you watched other thai uh thai west films other than x well yeah we uh went over this when we watched x uh so yeah go back uh re-listen to that podcast when chris asked me the exact same answer (laughs) and uh, our question and you can listen to my answer uh, the only one I saw of his was, I think it was the sequel to um, Cabin, Fever. Cabin Fever. Yeah, that's the only one. Oh, I, I thought maybe... I have his, 
house of the devil on my queue to like watch but i haven't actually pulled it up yet to watch it so uh i mean he works with the same dop uh elliot rocket uh the innkeeper cabin fever Two, the house of the devil i mean the one thing i'll give uh ty west credit for is like this is his genre like his tv stuff that he's done his short films uh his feature films it's all in the same vein it's not like he did a rom-com and then he did this and like he's a horror guy he clearly likes cinema and he likes working in this genre specifically you know what i mean yeah like um i'm not gonna lie i'm actually because i think we were having this this discussion yesterday uh when we were watching the after the the shifted movie and we're at the after party where you made the comment where like you know i want i want to i want to see more grindhouse like i want to see titties and killing right (laughs) and if maxine is being set in 1985 that's what we're gonna see that's the genre because that's your friday the 13th that's your fucking sorority house massacres and your and your porn industry at that time is like that's your deep throat right no, and, no, and that's no. Deep Throat seventies, buddy. Fucking get your porn porn history history right. Uh, this is like. You, not oh, even... I apologize. Is it on your <laughs> queue too? <laughs> do you have the, do you have the 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 poster up? I, but I'm saying like after Deep Throat, that's when it became more pop culture. It was more ingrained in the eighties. Well, and because home when... video is you now you can you can just pump this stuff out right, and this is something <laughs> that comes up in kind of like Boogie Nights, right? That transition from pornographic film houses. To just like run and gun, shoot the sex, get it out there. It doesn't even have to be fucking good. Fake boobs and like putting things everywhere. Uh, and I mean, so it'd be interesting if he's going to go again. And like, does Maxine become like Pearl? Like age her again, right? And do we do... No, oh, shit, internet- she'd only be 10 years older. Well, I mean, you can, I don't I mean, she doesn't have to go quite that old, but I mean, you could get into the internet age because that is another, the streaming, right? Like VHS did something to the industry, both regular film and adult film, and then streaming and direct, you know, you know, video on demand did another thing for the pornographic industry as well as shifting uh, what was going on in the conventional uh, film industry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But again, it's already been said it's been set to 1985 so i don't think it's going to be a 10-year period it's probably no, going to be a weekend i mean like, another movie you could do another movie oh make, four. No, make this like turn technically x into the next saw yeah. franchise where one pumps every year and it's about a different decade ah, i get what you're saying um let's just see how the third one does and then we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there so they but, shot they shot uh they shot Pearl on a $1 million budget and it's already done 7.7 million in the box office. So I'm sure Ty West and a 24 are happy. I mean, like as we've discussed, let's say a million, another million for, cause they did do a pretty decent promotional campaign. They're still in the black man. Yeah. Well, like again, we were talking about this yesterday, like horror is the one genre. I think that you can get away with low budgets, but high returns. Absolutely. If you do right. it right. If you do it right. Correct. So just, just, oh. just to compare though, X did was made also for $1 million, $14.5 million at the box office. Amazing. And it's, again, you're not counting, uh, 
you know, rental sales or anything like that. That's right. Like once it got onto video on demand, like we have, we never know what those numbers were. Right. So. Mm -hmm. And and I think these are what, these are films that kind of, you know, um, not market to it, but are designed for it as well. Right. That's why they're billion dollar budgets. You just throw them in the theater, see what you can make back. If you're back in the block, that's great. But it like old, like VHSs and DVDs, like technically these would have been the movies that you would just been at your blockbuster walking around like, fuck, look at that cover. Yeah. I'm just going to grab that. Yeah. 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 And again, because he does really well with uh, the aesthetic, you're right. Like you could be just like picking through the boxes and being like, well, that looks all right. And you'd read the back, right? Like, you know, sexy time massacre. You're like, done. Sounds good. (laughs) You had me at time. <laughs> uh, I did want to say this, but Candy Wright, who plays Pearl's mother, mm-hmm. did you know what her relation to the film X was? No, I did not. She was the intimacy coordinator on X. So technically, she was like a mom where she was talking birds and the bees to Mia Goth while she was riding Kitty Cuddy. Really? Like, you can grab this. You can grab that. Right? Because but she's because yeah. she's actually like a p- pretty big actor in New Zealand. Like she's like mm-hmm. a she's got like multiple TV series under her belt. I mean, she was in Jack the Giant Slayer. I don't know how big her actual role was, but she uh, does a show called Cremere. She does another one called Eight Hundred Words and Nothing Trivial, all New Zealand uh, productions. Uh, I was shocked that she pulls off that German accent so well. Like I don't know what her background. I know she was born in Actually, like Zambia or something like that. But I'm glad you said that. She learned Germany while filming. German. She learned German. Yes, she learned, <laughs> she learned German. I while... learned Germany. <laughs> I learned the history, but no, yeah, she learned German while filming. Uh, and she like she became obviously like yourself, but even the German crew members were so convinced that she already knew German prior because of her accent and her um so she basically learned german so she knew the vocabulary or not the vocabulary the um what's the grammar in order to like make her english accented her german accented english better like make it more authentic that's (laughs) that's that's a hardcore devotion to a role man i love it Ah, yeah like i was impressed too when i was looking it up um but yeah yeah, I honestly but, thought she was a German actor. Like, I thought that they had mm-hmm. just cast... But it makes sense because they were stuck in New Zealand during COVID. So they would have mm-hmm. had to pull from... Yeah, that's that's super impressive, man. Um, mm-hmm. So my quote today is from Derek Smith from Slant Magazine. <clears throat> Pearl is ul- ultimately an empty exercise in style masquerading as character study. And for a fantastic, as for as fantastic as Mia Goth is, her performance most, mostly succeeds in making Ty West's homage just a little bit easier to stomach. And she does do a fantastic job. Like, she's a, she's a, a great actor. She pulls off her role really well. I mean, you know, it's good that he let her or they work together on the script. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of kind of boring for a lot of it. And even the kills, I'll, I'll be honest, I, the kills were not overly impressive. No, like, I would say this one was more of a slow burn too, right? Like X also was a slow burn where it was, you know, you spent the first 45 minutes just with the cast learning like these porn characters, their 
motivations and durations and their relationships to one another. And then the last 50 minutes was like the one by one, you know, slasher by numbers where, you know, this one's getting chopped off, this one's getting eaten or whatever. Yeah. Um, this one was, I think, because it was such a small cast too, right? Like give or take, I think there's only like five people in this film. Yeah, basically. I mean, outside some background when they're in the town, you know what I mean? No, no. But I mean, like in terms of characters, right? There's only really, I think five, which was like Pearl, her parents, the projectionist, the sister-in-law, and And then Harold. Harold, Yeah. yeah, Six. Um, So six people. And yeah. So you already knew technically two of the people that are already going to get chopped or not chopped, but we're going to meet their demise. Right. And you didn't really, you didn't really get to spend a lot of time with the other characters because you, it was 100% focused on Pearl that you really didn't care about anybody else. Like they were just, you could, but you could still do some like really interesting graphic murders. Cause again, you've slow burned, up and like basically up until the end. Okay, so let's 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 get fucking crazy with the special effects because I mean one of the things that I loved about X, the original, was basically that first kill, and again I don't want to give too much away, but was so violent and the camera spent so much time just sitting there. I was like, okay, this is uh we're in we're in for like a treat here. And I just felt like they were all kind of like mediocre kills for a slasher like remember it's a slasher it's not a drama like you still need to kill people in an effective violent way yeah i know i get what you're saying but again but using the choice like and you know if we ever get an opportunity to talk to uh ty west we can see which one of us is right on this you mean if he gets the opportunity to talk to us okay (laughs) sure but if you're going stylized based on the decade, name one fucking horror movie in the 20s that had like that shows you blood. Like this is, you know, this is your universal monsters, right? Where, you know, the horror was more in the anticipation. I, of, I would say this is probably closer to like what Nosferatu. I think no, this is no, what 1912 no. or something like that. No, this was in the 1920s. It's so it's 1918. Is actually when it's set. You, I, I didn't correct you because I didn't want to embarrass you in front of our audience. Uh, but it's so it's two years before that. And when did Nosferatu's come out? Uh, let's see. When did I'm sure our producer can look it up. You can keep keep talking, Scott. Yeah, Universal's Dracula was 1921. Okay. I think. Hold on, I need my glasses. Yeah, you do. Sorry, 1931. So, 1931. So only like fucking a 13-year difference, right? So Yeah, but Nosferatu also but Nos yeah, Nosferatu is a silent film. Okay, I get it. Um so yeah, Nosferatu is 1922. Are, so it's so you're actually correct. closer. Yeah, of course I'm fucking correct. But, so I'm off to them. But that one as well is you don't really see blood or anything. It's more shadows and it's more like off. So what you're saying is he he actually wanted to, even for the graphic violence. It's wanted... based off of that decade, right? Okay. So but, that's but, what I'm but saying. Then, if... But then he's got too much because then you you still see more than you would have seen in a film in 1918. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're if you're I would say there's that, only one scene that would have been more. Which one's that? Or are we gonna do spoilers? Well, so okay. Well, we'll we'll do spoilers. So we're gonna count to ten. Wait ten, thirty seconds. We're gonna talk to, to count to fucking five because we've already yeah. talked about it. One, two, three, four, five. Spoiler. Okay, go. It's when she chops up the sister-in-law and feeds it to the. Oh, that is good. See, that's good. But that that's like wait that. So if you're able to do that level of violence, I want them all like that because yes, and and again, this camera does the same thing. Like you're seeing that axe come down, and it's just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and then bam. she feeds it to the alligator, um, and then you know she had the. Then you had kind of the <laughs> homage to Psycho, where the projectionist um, was in the car, and she just lets the car go into the water, and the car slowly just gets swallowed by the lake, like in how they were hiding um, the first kill in uh, in Psycho. Yeah, how Norman Bates put it in the lake, the car. Um, you mean Janet? Lee. See, ya. what? Do you like Janet Lee's character? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of had that where it's more, you know, the horror is not in the act. The horror, the horror is more in the anticipation, right? Because, you know, they, they did play a little bit on words when she was having the confrontation with her mom, you know, and then spoilers, three, two, one where you know she you, you see her masturbating on top of the scarecrow and your mom her, the mom's like i know what you do at night you know you think you're hiding it and you're just thinking you know because in both films um the parents of the um i guess pearl's the protagonist in this film but maxine and <laughs> pearl they're very devout christians yes um and you know, you're thinking she's talking about the masturbating until the end when they have like that 10 minute monologue that Pearl does where, you know, she's just letting everything out and you find out she's been slowly killing the animals yeah. because she's enjoying watching them die. Uh, and that's what the mom was talking about. Like the mom knew that she was slowly, you know, like sneaking out to like kill animals. Yeah. Becoming a serial killer. Um, it's got an 89% from the critics, 82 from the audience, which I'm not surprised. I mean, I think most of the people going to see this are people who have seen X and they're, so they're, they're wanting to see more of that story. Uh, do you, do you recommend it? Like, and who do you recommend it to Scott? Yeah, I think it is. Um, it is an entertaining film. It is a slow burn. So keeping that, but I think in terms of, you know, this, celebration of you know early cinema uh it it is done really well and it is like it is beautiful to to watch right and listen if you have the opportunity to go watch this in theaters where there's only one other fucker in front of you for the whole for a whole movie so it's just two people throw fucking popcorn or uh skittles at that guy because that guy is a fucking asshole putting his feet up on the seats acting like he's fucking de niro and kate fear you know making comments like ah just because he's the fucking thinks he's the only guy in that theater like well, fuck that you, were guy. The only, you were the only other guy and i don't give a fuck what you think so <laughs> 
Uh, it's got a, it's got an hour and forty two minute running time. Uh, are you how, are you happy with the pacing? Other than the stuff we talked about, like would you have made it shorter or anything like that? Um, like it, it wasn't. I I would say this was kind of in the sweet spot. Like you could like trim a little bit, but you don't really need to if you don't have to, right? Like there's only so much they could have added or taken away, right? Like because casting was uh so small that you um i think it worked out pretty well in terms of runtime i know yourself you're probably like i would have her masturbate on top of the scarecrow for another three minutes because <laughs> listen no woman gets off that quickly <laughs> if if i only had a penis um you know on the topic of cape fear so martin scorsese uh he did a little interview for variety magazine and he said that this film made it difficult for him to sleep. Now, come on, Marty. Like, if that's a fucking true, you need to spend some more time with the horror genre. Because, like, this ain't even fucking close to being that disturbing. Like, there's a lot of well, other and shit And this is coming there, from man. the guy. I was going to say, yeah, from Sir Scorsese. Like, what was that fucking short film that he did where the guy just technically is shaving his face off? Oh, isn't that, like, the big shave? Yeah, yeah, that he did in film school, and he like you just watch this guy like cut his face open. Yeah, that was way more disturbing than this film. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say, uh, if you can see it in the theater and you're kind of like a film person, yeah, go check it out. Uh, throw throw Skittles at the guy behind you because he's a fucking prick. Um, but if you wait and watch it on video demand, I think you're gonna be fine. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, it looks really good. Uh, just go into it with the fact that it is a totally different kind of film. And I think you'll, you won't be let down. Exactly. Um, I 100% agree. Cause yeah, like the way the shot, this movie is shot, like it's shot for the big screen, but it's shot well enough that you're going to enjoy it at home too. Right. Like it, it is the perfect blend of what technically a horror movie should be. Right. Needs more killing though. Just wait till Maxine. It's going to be like 30 people. It's like, I'm going to chop boobs off. I'm going to chop penises off. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. That was an interesting place to stop, Scott. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, chop penises off. Dead silence. Scott, oh, Scott, Scott, Scott. <laughs> Scott, 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 Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You know what? It was. Uh, it, it's weird when we go to the movies, essentially not together, but in the same space, and then not being able to talk about the movie because we have the show to do. Yeah, it is weird, though, like going to the theaters, like kind of with you and then like 
you start walking i'm like trying to power walk in front of you but because i'm we're like we can't talk about this now we have to wait four days before we yeah and then we were it. out for an entire evening talking about and we're like, like we films, can't and we can't talk yeah about luckily we got to talk about somebody else's stuff, so. exactly it, it worked out very well production by rod shaver fader monkey productions